Hi, Rebels. This Financial Literacy Month, Rebel Girls teamed up with Greenlight, the debit card and money app for families, to bring you everything you need to be smart with your money and build healthy habits that last a lifetime. With a Greenlight debit card and money app of their own, kids learn to make smart choices with every penny, whether you're saving for something special or learning to invest. Greenlight gives kids the power to be independent, and grown-ups can trust that their kids have money wherever they are. Sign up at greenlight.com slash rebelgirls to get your first month at no cost and start building money confidence for life. As Mamona Tamata looked around the set of her favorite television show, her lips curved into a smile. She could hardly believe she was here. Mamona was decked out in a white blouse, leopard print pants, and bright red slippers, lounging in a plush chair next to an old-style landline telephone. She'd never used a landline before. Like most of her friends, she used a smartphone. But she had to act like she knew what she was doing. And action, the director called. The cameras were rolling. Butterflies flitted through Mamona's stomach as she waited for her cue. Mamona ran across the room and grabbed the telephone. Hello, she said brightly. Babysitter's Club. I'm Malia Baker, and this is Goodnight Stories for Rebel Girls, a fairy tale podcast about the real life rebel women who inspire us. On this episode, one of my all-time BFFs, Mamona Tamada, a Japanese-Canadian actor and dancer, best known for her dazzling performance in The Babysitter's Club, her passion for increasing representation, and her commitment to racial equality. Mamona called Vancouver, Canada home, but her parents had immigrated from Japan before she was born. Until Mamona and her little brother Hiro started elementary school, they only spoke Japanese at home. And in summers, Mamona visited family in Japan, including her beloved grandmother. Being in Japan was magical for Mamona. She loved the feel of the smooth paper as she and her grandmother folded origami animals together. Mamona also got to eat delicious Japanese baked goods and sip on Ramune soda that made her mouth tingle. Most of all, she treasured being near her grandmother and practicing her Japanese. Connecting to this place that was so far from Canada physically, it's so close in her heart. Mamona loved her life in Vancouver too. It was just completely different. At many of her friends' houses, they didn't have to take off their shoes at the door or speak multiple languages. Mamona wasn't sure how to fuse her two worlds together. When her parents spoke to her in Japanese, Mamona started answering in English. She felt confused about who she was and which culture she identified with more. Still, there was one place where Mamona felt thoroughly and truly herself. On stage. When Mamona was four years old, her parents signed her up for tap dance lessons. She tied up the ribbons of her tap shoes and was soon tap-tap-tapping across the dance studio floor. 
She loved the rhythms she made as she shuffled ball changed and flapped her feet. She loved dancing with the other kids too, and she wanted to learn more styles of dance. So she signed up for jazz, ballet, lyrical, modern, and hip hop dance. She felt powerful as she leapt and pirouetted across the floor. And the more she practiced, the stronger she got. She felt at home on stage, and she danced like it was her destiny. The spotlight almost as bright as her radiant smile. Mamona's life soon became very busy. She auditioned for performances and traveled a lot for dancing. She even performed at the opening ceremonies for the British Columbia Summer Games. One day, Mamona took a new kind of leap and tried out for an acting role. Acting was like an adventure for Mamona. She had so much fun pretending to be someone else and imagining herself in completely different worlds. She truly immersed herself in each character, and people started to notice. She found opportunities to audition for bigger and bigger parts. It was challenging to find leading roles as an Asian actor, though. Even though it was the 2010s, a lot of TV shows and movies in Canada and the United States focused on white characters and were written by white people. Often, Asian actors were cast as sidekicks or stereotypes. Mamona was still very young, but she was determined to play characters who felt real and to do work that felt meaningful. Then, when Mamona was 12 years old, she was invited to a very important audition. A book series that she loved, called The Babysitters Club, was being made into a TV show. Mamona knew exactly which role she wanted: Claudia Kishi. Claudia Kishi was an artsy fashionista who also happened to be Japanese American. She brimmed with confidence wherever she went, and she was determined to be herself, no matter what. Mamona felt so connected to the character of Claudia already. Both Claudia and Mamona were artists. Both their parents had immigrated from Japan, and both of them loved candy. Claudia also meant so much to Mamona because she'd never seen a character who was like her before. Now, Mamona had the opportunity to be this character. It was the role of a lifetime, and she would not pass it up. It took a couple takes for Mamona to get her recorded video audition to a place where she could be proud of it. She sent it off feeling hopeful, but then weeks went by without a peep from the show's casting team. Mamona figured that they were passing on her until she found out she'd gotten a callback. Next up was a live video audition. Mamona put her whole heart into performing as Claudia. Trying to channel the character's bouncy energy and confidence, and she nailed it. But would she make it to the next round? Finally, Mamona was invited to an in-person audition. As cameras rolled, Mamona and four other young actors, including me, performed a few scenes together. Mamona felt like they clicked so well together. It was like they were already the closest of friends. 
After the audition, the casting team called the whole group back in. Apparently, there had been something wrong with the camera, so they would maybe have to redo it? But it wound up being a trick! They were called in to hear the best announcement of all. You're the cast of the Babysitter's Club! Mamona froze, the words ringing in her ears. Could it be that out of the thousands of people who would audition, they actually picked her? And then Mamona, and all of us really, started screaming and jumping up and down with joy. I have to tell you about my friend Penelope. She is hilarious. She only eats cheese doodles and canned beans, and she loves to sing and fly through walls. Wait, did I tell you that Penelope is my imaginary friend? Well, she is, but she's totally real to me. Anywho, Penelope and I are very excited because there's a new movie coming out on May 17 all about imaginary friends. It's called IF, which stands for Imaginary Friends. Pretty cool, am I right? IF is so much fun, with lovable fuzzy giants and bright new galaxies. It stars Kaylee Fleming as B, a girl who discovers that she can see everyone else's ifs. Meanwhile, Cal, played by Ryan Reynolds, can also see ifs. Together, they team up and go on a magical adventure to reconnect forgotten ifs with their kids. If is from the brilliant mind of writer-director John Krasinski. It also stars John Krasinski, Fiona Shaw, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Maya Rudolph, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Emily Blunt, Aquafina, and Steve Carell, just to name a few. It celebrates the incredible power of curiosity and creativity, and it's definitely a laugh-out-loud adventure for the whole family. If comes out in theaters starting May 17th and is guaranteed to knock your socks off. What? Oh, Penelope says she wears two pairs of socks at all times. Also, that imaginary friends get limitless refills on popcorn. So join us in the theater on May 17. Bring your imaginary friends too. Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right. You can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening. Mamona was beyond thrilled to begin filming and to become Claudia Kishi. As she read the script and memorized her lines, she thought often of her grandmother, whom she hadn't seen for a while. Her grandma actually visited Vancouver right before filming was to begin. Mamona was so happy to see her. After all, she was one of Mamona's favorite people. Ohio! Each morning, Mamona greeted her grandmother in Japanese, and each night she said goodnight in Japanese too. Oyasumi. But throughout the day, 
Mamona struggled to understand what her grandmother was saying. Mamona stumbled through her responses, the Japanese words rusty on her tongue. Her heart ached even as her grandma still smiled at her and cooked with her. Mamona knew her grandmother loved her, but she wanted to be able to talk to her, to really talk, to share her feelings and ideas and not question her abilities with Japanese. As her grandma boarded a plane back to Japan, Mamona made a promise to herself. She would practice Japanese. She wouldn't forget that part of herself and her family. And one day, she would be able to talk fluently with her grandmother again. Mamona studied her Babysitter's Club script, flipping through the pages. She saw that Claudia struggled with some of the same things in her family. Mamona was like Claudia, and Claudia was like her. And realizing that, Mamona knew just how to make Claudia come to life. The Babysitter's Club arrived on TV in the summer of 2020, and it was a huge hit. People loved Mamona's performance, and they praised the show's representation of Japanese-American culture. From shots of shoes lying neatly inside the Kishi's front door to a scene where Claudia makes Japanese food with her grandma, the new show helped bring this fictional family to life. And after watching season one, fans begged for more. But it was 2020. The COVID-19 pandemic was sweeping across the globe, and film productions had ground to a halt. At the same time, there was a lot of fear and misinformation about COVID. Because the first cases of COVID originated in China, there was a rise in discrimination and even violence against Asian communities in the United States and Canada. Mamona sometimes felt scared for her parents and worried that someone might hurt them. But Mamona refused to let hate and fear hold her back. She proudly spoke about her Japanese heritage and the importance of telling stories by and about people who looked like her. She redoubled her efforts to learn Japanese, and she educated others on how to stand up for and alongside Asian communities. It wasn't easy. Mamona felt like representing Asian characters like Claudia was more important than ever. She did so many interviews, and she put a lot of pressure on herself. Sometimes, it was too much, and all the attention made her feel anxious. Plus, she deeply missed seeing her friends and making art together, in person. Mamona had to learn how to take breaks from the news and activism so she could find calm for herself and do soothing things like bake, draw, or share meals with her family again. Then, in late 2020, Mamona got some great news. Season two of The Babysitter's Club had gotten the green light. Mamona was headed back to the set to start filming again. That first day back on set felt amazing. After being separated from her castmates for so long, they were together again. They were filming a sleepover scene, and as she sat around Claudia's bedroom, playing and giggling, it felt like a real slumber party. She was here with her friends, having fun and making something that mattered. 
the joy of creativity and connection was palpable. Mamona continues to be a great source of ingenuity and hope. She's helped bring to life an iconic fictional character who means so much to generations of young people, and especially Asian kids. And Mamona credits the character of Claudia with making her more confident and outgoing, too. She's learned the power of her own voice, and today, Mamona is not afraid to speak up and out about what she believes is right, from Asian representation to mental health awareness. Mamona doesn't know what the future might hold, but wherever she goes, she'll carry Claudia Kishi with her in her heart. And she will never forget the importance of creating origami animals next to her grandmother, connecting her past to her present and future. This podcast is a production of Rebel Girls. It's based on the book series Good Night Stories for Rebel Girls. This episode was narrated by me, Malia Baker. It was produced and directed by Deborah Goldstein, with sound design and mixing by Mumble Media. The story was written by Alexis Stratton and edited by Abby Schur. Fact-checking by Joe Radigan. Our executive producers were Joy Smith and Jess Wolf. Original theme music was composed and performed by Aletra Barjaki. A special thanks to the whole Rebel Girls team who make this podcast possible. Until next time, stay Rebel! Thanks for listening to this episode, Rebels. Did you know there's a whole world of Rebel Girls to explore? Go to rebelgirls.com slash more to check out our latest books, t-shirts, crafting kits, and, well, more. Visit rebelgirls.com slash more. Until next time, stay rebel. Hi, my name's Ren, and my best friend Drac is a vampire. Oh, but before you freak out, let me explain. Drac isn't like other vampires. He doesn't thirst for blood. He thirsts for knowledge. Each week, we hop into the coffin of curiosity for a spooktacular adventure to learn about everything and anything, from how the sun works to why we burp. We have lots of fun, so join us. I promise that the only thing Drac will drink up is information, okay? Worst case scenario, he squirts you with some sunscreen. Search for Drac on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts for the ride of your life. Whee!